very excited about it. We've got yeah four weeks leading up to uh, before the Vision Builders Sunday, so uh, five weeks in total. And as Kirsty said, the series is the Rock, uh, the Fish, and the New Zealander. <laughs> oh, kia ora. It's uh, nice to be here this morning. And in case anyone who doesn't know me thinks I'm taking the piss, I'm taking the piss from myself because I was born in New Zealand. Uh, I just don't normally talk like that every day. So uh, as uh, Kirsty mentioned, we have uh, our, we've got a team of I had to do like rough count. I think it's about nine people in Fiji. Uh, they're at church this morning building some houses in. Uh, Cyclone and flood prone uh, areas of Fiji. I've got a couple of photos. We, they came during the service, so they're not on the computer system at the moment. But I figured I've, I've got a, an iPad with a reasonably large screen. <laughs> this, is, this is Vicky walking to church this morning. So uh, uh, Chris's comment was that rubber boots came in quite handy to, for getting to church. And uh, there's another one uh, that's just Liz in the same circumstance, just getting out of the car. I, I don't know why David put that on Facebook, but it's now shown in church and it's, it's everywhere on Facebook. So if, you, if she doesn't like that photo, she can uh, blame her husband. Uh, and uh, as we prayed, before we get into the message, just wanted to mention, uh, as we prayed earlier, uh, Granny uh, did pass away on Wednesday. And just to give... A uh, short update on the funeral because I know many people would be interested and might just uh, save a few practical questions needing to go to Loretta and Jordan and Deno and Bailey. Uh, the funeral is scheduled for 10am on Tuesday the 12th of June. So not this Tuesday but the following. Uh, that en- enables uh, Chris to come back from Fiji and uh, Chris will be taking that funeral. And so uh, I know there'll be many people interested in that uh, the location is north, we'll provide the exact uh, details a bit later, but just in case anyone's curious, it's in nine days' time. Uh, so I'm sure that'll be a very special day, remembering the life of Granny. Uh, so before we get into uh, the rock, the fish and the sheep, uh, what is Vision Builders? So this is our Vision Builders uh, series, and... Uh, if you've been around uh, church or churches for a few years, you might have heard of things like a building fund or rise and build. Uh, Vision Builders uh, started from that. And uh, it's our series in the middle of the year where we bring focus to the future growth, expansion, the plans and the vision for uh, our church and our community. And uh, a couple of years ago, we were discussing and uh, thinking about the next stage of what was at that point rise and build. And there's, there's so much more that's going on uh, than originally we were seeking a building. And then we've got a, uh, the ministry centre, the cafe, uh, the office across the road. Uh, so we kind of got a f- a, another physical presence and thought there's more to it than just a building. Uh, church growth, church expansion is not just about a physical presence, it's about uh, so much more than that. But at the same time, those things are very important for it to have a physical permanent presence in a community. So there'll be a, a brochure coming out in the next couple of weeks and we'll build up to uh, the 1st of July being Vision Builders Sunday. 
And on that day, we make a pledge or a commitment uh, of, for the next 12 months, how much we would like as, as families, uh, as households, uh, by ourselves, as we would like to commit to the above and beyond a tithe or normal giving, how much we want to commit to the, the future growth and expansion and the, the, uh, the outreach ministries of C3 Church in Norwood to impact our area. So that is uh, summarises some key areas about having a building deposit. So some people might not know the building across the road, we just lease that. So Vision Builders is uh, seeking to build up towards having a building deposit for a permanent owned facility in the Norwood community. Uh, and whether and, and there's many options. You know, we, we rent this, we lease across the road, we're part of uh, a committee here. There's, there's options around there or there might be uh, something else in the future. But we are preparing now for what God wants to do in the very near future. And building expansion as well is another key part of Vision Builders to see uh, how we can build up a deposit but then what we can do with our physical facilities in the meantime Moving beyond uh, when we secure this place, the the le- uh, sorry the ministry centre across the road, the lease at that point uh, that that was a stretch. There was a consideration of okay, we want to be wise about this. We don't want to overstretch, but you, you need to have a little stretch in, in in a faith moment. So we've secured that, and and it's looking to keep that security for that facility, that amazing building we have over there. And it's not so much it's not about the building, it's about what that building enables, the relationships, the, the cafe, the coffee, the kids' ministry, the office, everything that facilitates the meetings. We're going to have a meeting there this week with up-and-coming up leaders that will take my place on the microphone. And many people will say, amen, about time. <laughs> a building like that where we can go anytime we like facilitates that kind of discussion environment where we're raising up future leaders in the kingdom. Another part is the second location. Now, I was having a look at the Vision Builders brochure for last year, and it said three to five years we will look at having a second location. Well, we're now 12 months later, so I'm not sure if the next one, does it say two to four years? It does? They're counting down. No pressure, Brendan and Kirsty. <laughs> it's... I'm just joking. There's nothing official of that. It's just just jest. It's a running joke we have with each other. But what we're looking to do is uh, we've often talked about expansion in this area, but we there are many parts of Adelaide that uh, need churches, need uh, churches to, to bring the kingdom into those locations. And so we've got our eye on some other areas and to... Start another location. It doesn't have to be a whole other church. There's all, all sorts of different ways we can do this. It can be satellite services. It can be there can be campuses. There are many different ways that we can start other locations. But we want to uh, expand the kingdom influence into other parts of Adelaide. So Vision Builders is thinking about the future, not just for this physical presence and for the Norwood community, but planning and preparing and sowing into 
the funds that will be required to create a second location in the future. So we're not waiting until God says, okay, this year, and we have to scramble around and uh, do all sorts of things to try and get that together. We, uh, we're sowing, we're sowing, we're sowing until the time comes to uh, step out and, and start that location. The Fiji building project, uh, as uh, we'll hear about, might hear a little bit next Sunday, but the following, uh, when Chris is preaching, we will hear about uh, what, what has happened in Fiji. But we're over the, it's been many years now. We've been sending a team, and it's not just going as tourists to a country that is in need. We have established relationship with the C3 churches in Fiji. There's other C3 churches in New Zealand and other parts that help other churches within Fiji. So together, collectively, we are covering and supporting uh, C3 in Fiji to build uh, secure houses that are cyclone-proof and flood-proof, uh, building ministry centres and churches and um, to enable the church to be a light in their community. We take some some skills we have to be able to uh, help them in the first place, but to show the, the young people around there what they can do. And they many of them help out to build those houses and ministry centres. So we're empowering, and, and there's often uh, leadership sessions. We've had some of their leaders come over here. So we're building into that. And, and Vision Builders is about some of our beyond projects and missions, in, in other words, uh, all coming together. So it's not just about a building, it's about the kingdom expansion uh, and impact in multiple areas. And another part of Vision Builders uh, is supporting the Eastern Adelaide Domestic Violence Service. So often around Christmas and particularly Mother's Day, we have done uh, sort of donation drives or gift drives for hampers for the mothers uh, that uh, impacted and the, the kids and the families um, that are impacted by domestic violence. And so this is, an, again, it's an ongoing relationship where we gather and part of the vision builders is uh, impacting in practical ways uh, families that are in, in desperate need of help, often have to leave in uh, really quick, uh, difficult circumstances. Now, we can all partake in that ministry and that support. Uh, I, someone like myself, uh, physically would not be wise to be going to that location. There's, for all sorts of reasons, uh, I, I, I actually don't know where this facility is because these types of facilities need to be kept private for the security of the people they're helping. But through a vision builder, through a, a giving through the partnership, through the, all the gifts we have, Vicky will take those presents on behalf of the whole church. This is how we collectively can gather together and impact and serve uh, a, a wonderful service in, in Adelaide that otherwise someone like myself wouldn't be able to support uh, physically. So all of this tied together, this is vision builders and what we are building towards on the 1st of July. So I just want to put that right up front to let you know what is coming, what is Vision Builders, and what we're building towards. So now to the series, The Rock, The Fish, and The Sheep. In this series, over the next uh, few weeks, we're going to look at three occasions that Peter had significant encounters with Jesus. Now, if anyone 
uh, is familiar with the life of Peter. He had many uh, significant encounters with Jesus. He was sort of the leader of the disciples and often spoke before he thought and got himself into trouble. So there are, are a few different instances, but th- these are three of, uh, particularly significant ones uh, that we feel will uh, encourage and challenge us as we are building through this series of vision builders. The, uh, the passage we're going to work from for the, the next couple of weeks uh, looking at the rock is Matthew 16, uh, 13 to 18. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, some think he is John the baptizer, some say Elijah, some Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He pressed them, and how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, You're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get the answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is a rock on which I'll put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. That's the message translation. I just love how it puts a couple of the key parts of that passage. So here we can see in that that verse 18, it says, You are Peter, a rock. This is a rock on which I will put together my church. That's where we get the title from this week, the, the theme of the rock. Peter uh, saw and experienced uh, things with Jesus up to that point for him to finally get a revelation of who Jesus was. Because at that point, didn't have the Bible. He didn't have 2,000 years of historical analysis and understanding to see and reflection and hindsight to look at the life of Jesus and uh, and, and then even further back to the, the prophecies behind that and to connect the life of Jesus with the prophecies and make this conclusion that we can today and experience and say, yes, Jesus, or put it all together, there's no other conclusion than Jesus is the Son of God. At that point, Peter had many encounters and then God revealed to Peter that Jesus was the Messiah. So he had many opportunities up to that point and it finally all kind of clicked. God spoke to him and said, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus took it away from who, who do others say I am? He said, okay, we've, we've dealt with that. I'm, he's not John the Baptist, not Elijah, but who do you say I am? And that's a question for us that we all need to deal with at some point. Who do we say that Jesus is? Is he the Messiah, someone worthy to worship to praise, to pray to, or is he some wise teacher? Who we say Jesus is will be a big influence and uh, a big influence on how we live our life. Our opinion and our revelation of Jesus can shape and steer how we walk and how we live. So as Peter had an opportunity to experience Jesus, so so do we. 
we have at different times and different amounts for everyone, we can experience or discover Jesus and have an opportunity to say, I believe. See, Peter at that point was the, the first one to say, you're the Messiah. There are a couple of others that in different times of the disciples, he was the first one to get it. Like the revelation, you are the Messiah. We now have, as I said, all of that historical stuff, we can put that all together and we stand up here and I say Jesus is the Messiah and you go, if you've been around church or you're a Christian, you go, yeah, I agree. But for Peter to say that back then would have been quite controversial. To say, you are the Messiah. But we all have the opportunity to say and come to a point to say, Jesus, I believe. And later on in the service, there'll be an opportunity if you haven't done that before, if you haven't prayed that prayer, to acknowledge that, Jesus, you are special. You are God. And I want to have a relationship with you. There'll be an opportunity to do that. And once we do, then the fun really begins. And I want to explore a little bit here about uh, Peter and his name. So in verse 16, going back, it says, Simon Peter said, so this is Matthew the author saying he is Simon Peter. That's how he is labelled, sort of the two names. And in hindsight, when he's writing it down, he's saying, Simon Peter said this, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. This is curious. In this passage, Peter is given three different names. He's called Simon Peter, and here he is called Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you are really are. You are Peter, a rock. See, here we have Simon Peter, Simon son of Jonah, and Peter, a rock. What Peter does, and Jesus is trying to highlight here, is he starts off and Peter says, you are Jesus. So the first thing, to cover this morning from all of this background is we need to tell Jesus who he is. And how do we do that? Well, firstly, as mentioned, we have an opportunity to say, I, I believe, Jesus, you, you are God and, and help me. I want to be in relationship with you. And then it's an ongoing thing. We tell Jesus who he is. We did it this morning through praise and worship and singing and prayer. Jesus, you're God, you're worthy. We lift you up. We, we, we ask for your help in prayer, for prayer needs. We, all of that is telling Jesus who he is. We're confessing, we're speaking it, we're declaring it. In the life we live, we're telling Jesus who he is. As we talked about in giving and offering in other parts of our life, we're telling Jesus who he is. He's saying you are Lord. Second thing is, going by his name. So Simon Peter says you're the Christ, the Messiah. Simon Peter told Jesus who he is. Jesus came back and said, Simon, son of Jonah. 
Now, it's interesting for Peter to get this revelation. He's a fisherman. He's uh, classified as sort of unskilled, uneducated. He's doing the job he probably grew up in a family doing, doing what his parents did and what, what, what his father did and his father's father, and it was probably a generational thing. Here, Jesus makes a point of calling him son, Simon, son of Jonah. And I was... As I was uh, praying and preparing last night, I really felt like this name, why did Jesus make a point of saying Simon, son of Jonah? It's like Jonah, son of Jonah, being a fisherman. He's saying, Peter, you were known as Simon, son of your circumstances. You were known as the son of a fisherman. You were known as the son of an uneducated person. You were known as the son of a person that came from a particular town. That is what you were known as. But now, as you have declared who I am, as you have told me who I am, as we tell Jesus who he is, he says, no longer Simon, son of Jonah. He says, now I'm going to tell you who you are. So as we tell Jesus who he, who he is, he turns around and he says to us, this is who you are. So I feel like this morning, I don't really have a complicated message. You could sum, sum it up all in one, one phrase. Tell Jesus who he is and he'll tell you who you are. And I feel like this morning, there are people here this morning that are living as sons of their circumstance, and that's a, or a child of their circumstance, sons and daughters of, and that could be anything. It could literally be a son or a daughter of parents that did a particular thing. But he's saying today is the day to stop that, to move beyond that, because as we confess who he is, he will reveal who we really are. It, it comes through worship. It comes through prayer. As we declare who he is, he will speak back to us through his Holy Spirit. He'll say, this is who you are. He will say things to you, and it's a progressive thing, ongoing. We don't instantly become, cool, I was Simon, now I'm a rock, and I know exactly who I am and how I should behave, and I have the character that is perfect, and from this instant moment, I am set free, I'm perfect, and everything is cool. It's a progressive thing. Sometimes we forget, we, we slip back into the circumstances. But we need to constantly declare who he is so he can constantly remind us who we are. And we find that out through that prayer, through that worship and the word, understanding who Jesus says we are. And if you have trouble reconciling with how valuable you are and we are as humans, you only need to go right back to the creation story to have a look at how humans were created. God spoke, used his voice to create night and day. We've got a child Bible at home and every night we do like three stories with the kids. It's a great reminder of all the different parts, particularly the creation story because it's got pictures. So that works quite nicely for me. So we just covered it in the last few days. God created night and day, separated the dark from the light. He created 
the heavens and the earth, the, the mountains, the oceans, the animals, the birds, the fish, the tortoises. I don't know why I said tortoise, but it's just, they're just a bit slow and funny. Sorry? I, it does. Well, subliminal child Bibles are fantastic. God created all of this by speech, by speaking. On the sixth day, he got some clay. He got his hands dirty. He got involved and formed man and woman, took the rib and formed Eve. He got his hands dirty. He got involved because he cares. The Bible talks about Jesus as the potter, or God as the potter, forming the clay. He forms us. He cares about us. He didn't just form and wrap his hands around us and create the human form. He also breathed life into it because it was lifeless at that point. All the animals came to life by speaking. The fish, the birds, all the weird animals, all the spiders and snakes, all the things that bite you and scare you, they came to life by speaking. Humans formed in the image of God came to life by being formed and moulded and then being breathed into creating life. In Psalms, it talks about we were, he knew us before we were born. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. This is the God that, when you grapple some of this, the God that has made us. And if we become secure in this identity and knowledge of who we are, these, this builds and it builds and it gives us a faith and a confidence that no matter what's happening, no matter what those circumstances around us are, we can rise beyond them. We can move from from a child of our circumstance to being a rock, to being secure and steadfast no matter what those circumstances are that come against us. I love in Ephesians 1, it's a great study of the inheritance we have in Jesus. It says, because of Jesus, we were predestined to be adopted into his sonship. Says we are a daughter or a king, a son of the king. We are a prince or a princess in the kingdom. And it concludes by saying the message translation says this quite nicely, uh, particularly if you like your pop music from a few years ago. We were signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Other translations say we were marked with the seal of the Spirit. We have Royalty, we have a robe. It, when that talking of being sealed with the Holy Spirit was like the old wax seals where the, the royals would have a, a ring that was a sign of their household. That's the same sort of language that is used. We were marked as a seal with the Holy Spirit, the authority that we belong to the king. These are the types of things that as we tell Jesus who he is, he reveals them to us. He builds us up. We are hand-created and God-breathed. We're not animals. We didn't sort of evolve. We are separated by this fact that God created us from, we're not like the animals. We are hand-created and God-breathed. Jordan, 
Stuart is back. Thanks, Stuart. He usually sits there, but I'm not sure if I asked Mike to come up and play the keyboard, it would sound the same. <laughs> not so much. So I want to provide an opportunity this morning just to uh, do two things. Uh, in a moment, provide an opportunity for people to respond and say, Jesus, you are God. I need you in my life. Maybe for the first time or maybe you've walked away and you need to do that again. But then I also want to provide an opportunity for people to say, I have become a child of my circumstance. And we'll just pray into that minister into that this morning, provide an opportunity to get some breakthrough or some healing for that. And if God has been speaking to you, or even now, just to, to think about that this morning be the time where that can be dealt with. Where Jesus can pull you from your circumstances, set you on a new path. So I just wonder, just ask everybody to close their eyes this morning. If there's anybody here that hasn't made that declaration or that decision that Jesus, you are Lord. I need you in my life. I want to be in relationship with you. I want the forgiveness from everything I've done, the forgiveness from sin that you offer. If you've never done that before or you have but then you've walked away from that and need to come back and need a clean slate. In a moment, I'll provide an opportunity to uh, raise your hand and then we'll pray as a, as a group together for you to receive Jesus, to acknowledge that He is, he is God, accept the forgiveness from sins and then we'll, we'll pray that together and then someone after the service will come and, and talk to you and help you with that decision. So I wonder if there's anybody in that position this morning to put your hand up nice and high and I'll acknowledge it and you can put it down for the first time or done it before, need to come back to provide that opportunity just for a moment here. Say, yes, Jesus, I need you. I need that relationship with you. While we've got our eyes closed, just to reflect and say, Jesus, yes. Maybe somebody, it might just be one, it might be many this morning. That I have become a, a child of my circumstance. I came from a particular household and that is the label that I have carried with me. I'm a child of poverty. I'm a child of abusive relationships. I'm a child of the location, the, the country I was born in. This is how I'm known. He's saying, I ha will tell you who you are. 
don't let things hold you back. Maybe it was being in a single parent household. You feel like that's holding you back. He's saying, I will tell you who you are. Maybe it's broken relationships. Maybe people have done things to you when you were younger. Maybe it's in workplaces. You were treated in certain ways and you've become, it's led into this downward spiral. wonder if there's anybody here this morning that say, I don't want to be a child of my circumstance. I want Jesus to pull me up to declare who I am, to help me walk forward, to build on my past and show me a bright future. If there's anybody here this morning, say, I've become a child of my circumstance and just want to pray into that this morning. Just raise your hand nice and high. Thank you. Anybody else this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Just ask everybody to stand. Just ask if... uh, those people who raise their hands can be nice and brave. I'd love to pray with you this morning just to come forward. And i just ask everybody else just to engage in prayer for them or to just reflect uh, for yourself. And if you didn't put up your hand, to also you can still come forward. I'd love, love to pray with you. I'm going to take the last part of the service just to have the opportunity to wait on God and just to see some people set free to be pulled out of their circumstances and to leave that behind, not let it define them. Say, I am a rock. Just like Jesus intentionally said, you were this, but now I call you that. I call you steadfast. I call you strong. I call you secure. So just ask at least three maybe more that I missed, just to come forward. I'd love to pray with you this morning or anybody else that would like prayer for freedom or to be set free from circumstance. I just ask you to, everybody else to join in prayer for them or just to wait on God and just to let Him show you the circumstances that might be holding you back. Maybe it's a lack of finances that you've been holding on to. I mean, stopping a freedom to move forward, to step out of faith. Maybe it's relationships, education. There can be many different reasons that we label ourselves with. And Jesus says, you don't need that label. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Let's just look to Jesus this morning. Let's close our eyes, lift our hands. different things prayed for people down here this morning. Some of them might carry weight or speak to your situation. Freedom from labels, words spoken, boxes that people have been put into. God revealing his love in a way that no earthly person can show love. showing people their true worth, setting them on a new course, freedom from the things that have held them back. Thank you, Jesus. I pray we would all know that this morning, God, that we are created, we are handmade by you. The life we have was breathed by you. You knitted us together, you formed us before we were even born in our mother's womb. Even if we were unplanned or unexpected, you have a plan for us and you expected us. Thank you, we can leave our circumstances behind and the things that brings the labels, the position. And this morning, pray we all catch, walk out of here with how you see us. As a rock, someone that is anchored and secure and steadfast, no matter what the circumstances of the world around us are. Thank you that as we declare who you are, you're constantly telling and reminding us who we are. Pray we have ears to hear that. As we read our Bibles, as we're talking to other disciples, we hear the truth about who we are. not how many likes we get on our our feed, on our photos we post. That's not our true worth, but our true worth is secure in you. As children of God, carriers of your presence. Amen. Turn to your neighbour and tell them you're a rock. And if you say it really quickly, it might sound like, you rock. Cool. Uh, everyone up here, you can return to your seats if you like and hand back to Kirsty. Fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. It was so good. What a good service this morning. Fantastic time seeing people really touched by God up here. 
You know, when we tell Jesus who He is, He tells us who we are. How good was that? That's so good. Awesome. Um, We're going to finish now. Please join us across the road at our cafe for coffee, tea, some delicious food. Uh, Don't forget to sign your kids out if you've got kids over at C3 Kids. And uh, we will see you at dinner parties or connect groups this week. Have a great week.